Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Breen, and I'll be joined today by Chris Coniglio, our Star Wars guru. If you like the podcast, follow me on Instagram at Patrick underscore Breen and email fan questions to popculturenerd2 at gmail.com. All right, we're back here with Chris Coniglio, our Star Wars guru, to talk about The Mandalorian. Yes, hello once again. we're so gonna talk. Yeah, let's just jump right. We'll into jump it. right in. This is episode seven. Now we're up to. Uh, we're about to hit episode eight, right? Yep. Which will come out on Friday, the twenty seventh yes. of December. Yeah. Um, this being recorded, of course, a little earlier than that. So we just saw Rise of Skywalker, but we also want to get back to the Mandalorian since they sort of surprised us with that Tuesday episode, right? Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. They released it. A couple days early uh, to kind of get us prepared for the new movie. The main thing being the for- new force ability that was introduced in the Mandalorian, right? The force healing that we saw the baby Yoda use on um, grief cargo. Yeah, grief grief cargo. I think it is carga. Carga. I don't know. All I know <laughs> I like is cargo. I like the name. It's a cool name, grief yeah. cargo. Anyway, well, we'll start off by getting into like the beginning of the episode, just to and sort of go along. I think it started. We had sort of a hologram message from Grief Cargo to the Mandalorian. He was talking about how he has a job for him. He wants him to come back. He'll sort of absolve him of any crimes he's committed against the guild and allow him to uh, sort of fake out the Imperials that are stationed in the town. Yeah, the plan is to just kind of uh, bring uh, the Mandalorian close to the client yep. and um, to fake um, oh, hand just over baby basically over. kill him. Yeah, and then kill him, kill him. Yeah. and he would provide cover and henchmen, whatever. So this leads the Mandalorian to go back and reunite with a couple of the characters he'd met along the way, which I'm happy about because I was kind of thinking throughout yeah. it, like, is this just one-off? Like, are we never going to see them again? Yeah, but uh, we end up seeing uh, Cara, Dune, Cara Dune, and um, I forget. Well, he's Dune. an Unok. I he's don't really a, remember. Ugnot, yes. Ugnot, yeah, excuse me. I forget exactly what his main name was, uh, but he was like a really good character that I enjoyed. He had a really cool backstory. Uh, if you want to look up his name or something while we're yeah. while we're searching for it, I want to give him credit. Obviously, knowing what happens in the end of the episode. That being said, I really liked the fact that he was reunited. The sort of tensions that arose between Cara Dune and his character, uh, talking about the IG Eleven droid, which was refurbished. Yes, by the Ugnot, and who... with his, uh, he kind of implemented his himself into that droid yeah he like imprinted it, it. yeah yes, basically. i sort of liked that whole conversation about how he says to the mandalorian like droids aren't good or evil you just program them and imprint your own Which personality kind of kind of uh it's kind true. of goes back to the whole separatist army thing like yeah the droids weren't evil they're just following orders so obviously everyone throughout the show keeps asking the mandalorian why he doesn't like droids we as the audience can assume it's because his planet was attacked by super battle droids in yes. some sort of battle, uh, killing his parents most likely and forcing him to become a Mandalorian or a foundling as they called them. Yes. they they keep on, uh, referencing foundlings. So I think those are basically the children of the Mandalorian race, pretty much either and, that or people that they adopt sort yes, of to join their, to their, uh, their clan, yeah, their clan. And, uh, so, uh, do you want to talk about, what happened in the overall Mandalorian or just, uh, uh mainly just this episode. episode. So I think okay. like after we get to, so they go back to the planet where he originally found baby Yoda. He meets up with, uh, uh the quill. Oh, quill. Okay. That's the name. Yeah. Meets up with quill and Cara Dune, Cara Dune, who, who he picked up 
um, who was still stationed at that like sort of bar he had found her in. Uh, and they go there, and immediately there's some tension between Quill and Cara Dune because Cara Dune is a former shock trooper, and Quill was a slave to the Empire. Yes, he was uh, an Ugnaught. Ugnaught, we saw them in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right, on uh, they kind of uh, repairing things. That's what they're good, for, uh, good at. Uh, they uh, took apart C-3PO, and they were kind of just scavenging parts. So that's where we see them, and, and uh, now he's kind of utilizing his, uh, his hand. He says his hands are what saved him from the Empire, is uh, basically his ability to repair things and uh, be good with electronics and uh, building things. Yeah, and we immediately see that because he repairs IG-11, who's voiced by Taika Waititi. Excuse me, he obviously, we were sort of waiting for him to reappear. I had a feeling he would, considering he's directing the last episode, and he's a big name, so... Yeah. Um, obviously, IG-11, that was honestly... He so far is one of my favorite characters. I absolutely loved IG Eleven in the first episode. I thought he was going to be. Oh my god! I thought he was so cool though in the first episode. Like just the way they. I mean, we've seen these type of droids before. The first time in Empire IG eighty eight. IG eighty eight. But then we also see them in Clone Wars. They're sort of used as like background. They're they're assassin droids. Assassins. Yeah. Basically, they're uh, they're bound. Like Cad Bane's crew, I know, has a couple. And so does uh, Boba Fett has a. Yeah. Yeah. I they just call him IG. IG. Yeah. uh, He had. He's got some abilities. Uh, yeah, they're a pretty uh, quintessential part to every bounty hunter. But this group. is the first non-animated show where we've seen them actually fight. Yeah. And I really like the mechanics of it. Like the way it sort of twists its whole body around and can twist its it, head. It, it makes you feel like that's how it actually would work in the real world. Yeah, it like Which just uses sensors and, and that type of thing. So that was really cool. So I was really happy they brought it back because something tells me IG-11 is going to be like a member of the crew or something from now on. Yeah, in the next couple seasons or however long. Yeah, however long it lasts. Anyway, we know that he has some sort of protecting capabilities because we notice that his eyes like sort of flare up red when Krill, uh, Quill is like in trouble. For example, when Cara Dune was sort of like verbally coming at him, the IG-11 was looking a little bit like menacing in the background. So, for all we know, he might have programmed it to, like, defend himself and to defend Baby Yoda, maybe, as well. I think it's definitely going to be interesting seeing how the Mandalorian and IG-11 interact Interact, with each other based on the Mandalorian's basically basically hatred for droids. Yeah, he can't Um, stand droids. He really doesn't trust them. But it's also that, like, kind of Quill was his mentor, and this is his legacy, I guess, and kind of the uh, imprint imprinted on Quill. So it's kind of the person he kind of trusts and the person he and like the thing yeah. he hates droids. i'm thinking that ig11 now will have a lot more personality than he did in the first episode i think definitely it was kind of funny though how in the first episode he kept trying to like uh kill himself with the uh yeah, the uh thermal detonator the self-destruct and, yeah. sequence which actually makes sense it did make uh, sense they don't want them to be get captured. parts That's yeah like one of the... so that was cool but it's interesting to see how that interaction will go uh, anyway, from then on, they went back to the original world that the client, Z client, was on and where he originally took his job, where the Bounty Guild is held. So they go there and they try to park farther out. They like sort of land their spaceship in the middle of like an unknown area. And then they're attacked by, what are those, Wynox? Um I don't know. Is that what they're called? I, don't think I think it was seen... the same thing from Empire that no, attacks them. I don't think so. Those are uh, much smaller. Yeah, but it was like a similar species. It was regardless. definitely it was yeah. a similar species. Sort of like a pterodactyl, like a pterodactyl dragon yeah. kind of thing. And it goes and pick, starts picking up people. And, and it takes uh, away the blurgs, a couple of the blurgs. Yes, apparently their claws are poisonous, yes. venomous. And um, they if they if if you get scratched by one, the poison spreads to the rest of their body and then you die. 
Um, so we see um, Grief, Cargo. Grief Cargo get um, scratched by one, and he thinks that it's the they can't stop the infections from spreading. They think he's going to die. But then um, Baby Yoda, um, the person he was after, basically, um, he comes over and he force heals Grief Cargo. Yeah. And uh, everyone's a little like, what? Well, what just happened? I'm wondering if Grief Karga has had experience or knows of the Force because he immediately changed his tune because he was supposed to just hand them over and like betray them. Yeah. Um, essentially. But he ended up saying to hell with it, killing the other two bounty hunters and deciding that he wanted to protect Baby Yoda, which makes me think that he knows how valuable Baby Yoda is to the client. He probably knows that there's some sort of Force capability there. Something like that uh, knows there's something special about him, and there's still we don't still don't know the reason why the Empire wants him, and I don't think anyone else does either. Yeah, like, something uh, to do with wanting a Force capable person, maybe to clone. That's maybe what the, to cloning seems to be the biggest theory out yeah. there because of the symbol on um, yeah. the Doctor's um, his uh, arm. It had the Kamido cloning symbol on it. And uh, when he was uh, when Baby Yoda was captured in the previous episode, and that's kind of what's kind of leading people to believe that Baby Yoda is a, a test subject for a clone, or he is a clone. He's a clone of Yoda, um, but we are not exactly sure what's the, going to happen with that, uh, and or why the Empire yeah. wants this uh, this target uh, and so badly. So now we haven't seen that Doctor since, right? I mean, he's still alive. Seen, yeah, we saw him when he went to go uh, get Baby Yoda. When yeah, but yeah, I think he left him alive. He so left him alive. He's yes, he did. Around. He's, he's definitely gonna make. He's definitely gonna come probably back gonna come point. back. Yeah. Yes. So that leads us into talking about sort of the massive climax of the episode, which was once they finally arrived in the city, they have a plan to go in. They think there's only going to be four stormtroopers. It was pretty funny how the way there's they kept a lot more than four interacting with that. Uh, the two stormtroopers, scout troopers on the speeder bikes were a good callback to return of the Jedi. Yep. Some of the speeder bikes yep. we saw again. Uh, we I liked them. how sort of nonchalant they were too. They were sort of just like leaning on They're their just bikes. Like, eh, I'll give you like 20 credits for that helmet. <laughs> exactly. For the Mandalorian's helmet. I really is... liked that because that was just like, it goes to show you how the empire has fallen and they kind of just work for like, money now yeah like, they're they don't free, really care they're kind of freelancers uh I mean, yeah they're still em empire sympathizers and um like uh warlords and such but um we see one of like the largest uh regiments of the empire well what i assume is still remaining of the empire come at the end of the episode under uh i forget his name is well i think his name is moff gideon yes moff so gideon. he's just mm -hmm. so everyone knows a moff is essentially like a regional governor referred to a lot in a new hope when Grand Moff Tarkin announces yes. that the regional governors will be taking over because uh, they devolved the Senate, I believe. They dissolved the Senate in that movie. So he was probably a regional governor with a large force, and I would assume when the Empire fell. I mean, there's he's, so many districts, you can't yeah, liberate you can't, all you of can't them. can't get them all. So I imagine he's still operating and doing things. It's crazy how this guy, Grief Karga, though, or not Grief Karga, the Z client, was sort of like able to be under the radar and then suddenly now meets his end to one of his compatriots who he was working for. Yeah. And I think that's what puts an emphasis on uh, how valuable baby Yoda is as a target. He's not taking the grand uh, or just the Moff, Moff yeah, Gideon. Uh, yeah. Moff Gideon's not taking any chances with this uh, asset. And, and speaking of Moff Gideon, love to see Giancarlo Esposito. Who, oh, yes. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you will love obviously being Gus Fring, the central antagonist in those uh, in that show, 
So I end in also Better Call Saul. So he he immediately just strikes me as like a really intimidating and interesting figure. I mean, he commanded so much respect, even just in his like 10 second dialogue in the end of that episode, arriving late in the TIE fighter, rising sort of up out of the TIE fighter in like yes. a very regal way and then walking down. <laughs> very and, sophisticated, old empire style. Yeah. And, and he was sort of explaining to everyone how like you have no idea what you're holding. Like this baby is so much more valuable than you can possibly realize to him, especially it interests me because I know it's referred to a lot. No one has explicitly mentioned the force or the Jedi or the Sith in any way, which I kind of like, but yeah. it is interesting to see because some of the characters clearly know something about it because I think this guy definitely has had interactions with like Vader. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole thing about the Mandalorian. It takes place at a point where I believe five only... years after the yeah Death Star five years fell. after that. That's not too long. Not um, long at all. Yeah, but uh, I mean, really, the only real force, major force powers in the universe was Darth Vader and uh, Luke Skywalker and uh, the uh, the Emperor. And the Emperor, and a lot but of the Emperor was sort of just, yeah, yeah, I don't think people it's, even really It's not a widespread like thing no. that, the, that the Jedi or the Force or the Sith even existed. Some pe It's beginning to turn to legend. So that's kind of the, no one really knows what's going on with this baby. Yeah, it's fun to see how, like, confused, because, like, when we're in the prequels, we see a ton of Jedi and we assume it's a huge thing. But it's a huge galaxy. Like, some people just don't know about it at all. Yeah, some people are... Same thing, like, with our world. Like, people yeah. just don't know things that are happening in the media. Not at all. Yeah. Like, and you don't know things that are happening, you know, across the globe at all. Things will be shown on TV. And, like, you only know about it because of, like, yeah, television. Yeah, we don't even know so. things in our old world yeah. compared to, like, other gal other entire, entire galaxy. sections of, of a galaxy, yes. yeah. So it makes sense that, you know people don't exactly know what this thing well, is. Well, because isn't there even a scene, just to go back to, like, the Clone Wars and prequel stuff, where... Uh, one of the witches who escapes the invasion, the separatist invasion of uh, Dothamir thinks that General Grievous was a Jedi. Yeah, he had, like, yeah, that's blue in, and a, green in Jedi Fallen Order, the new game that came out by uh, EA and, and Dice, I think. Um, yeah, she basically she was the last Night Sister. Uh, there's a Clone Wars episode that uh, showed General Grievous going and murdering uh, a bunch of the, most of them, the yeah. witches on Dathmir by orders of Count Dooku, and. Um, then we see she was the sole survivor, and uh, she thinks it was a Jedi that murdered her entire people just because he had. Yeah, had I mean, she has literally no other reason to think that. And there are other instances where they're using red lightsabers, and people just don't even really know the difference. I mean, why? They're like, would yeah, they? what, what kind of Jedi are you? And, and people are just like, and the Sith are just like, I'm not a Jedi, and yeah, just get murdered really quick. Well, I think there was like a, for example, when um, who was it? What's the name of Count Dooku's like assassin? Asajj Ventress. Oh, yeah, Asajj Van yes. Ventress. When she leaves Count Dooku, she's still holding onto her like red lights. Oh yeah, she's not a Sith. By yeah, she's, she's not, not a Sith, Sith at all. all. But like no. they think she's a Jedi, and she's like, I'm not a Jedi. But it's just interesting to see those delineations taking place. But back to this. So we get to the ending, and now I mean, it seems like everything's kind of fallen. Uh, Everything has really gotten into an area where we have no idea what's going to happen. We have this is the first cliffhanger we've, of the show. Yeah, we've had like uh, a bit in the trailer of we saw one clip of Moff Gideon looking up through his Tie Fighter as he's flying and seeing the Mandalorian on top of it. Okay, that's the only thing we know about this new episode that's coming out. There's obviously going to be yeah. some kind of a chase, some sort of Moff chase, Gideon's probably trying to find Baby Yoda because yeah. obviously we know that. Uh, Quill is unfortunately killed in this episode. I really thought he was going to get away. Yeah, yeah, me too. I thought he was going to get away too, but uh, because he had a big head start, and I mean, he had that IG11 droid. I thought it was going to come out and defend him, but well, 
I kind of like that though because it goes to show you that like the Empire is not that incompetent. Like yeah, they can, if this they were can an original, if this were like the original, excuse me, the original trilogy, you would assume he'd probably get away. I wasn't a stormtrooper. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was a specialist by yes. Enemies. But it goes to show you that the Empire, like they are pretty well trained. I mean, he their speeders are just way superior to like the blur that he's riding, and they catch him and they kill him. They don't take him any prisoners why would they and they then grab baby yoda grab in baby one yoda. second they just pick him up Oop. it is so funny to see him. on twitter i've been seeing a lot of how people are so upset whenever baby yoda like falls <laughs> they're just it so is, worried about kinda, him it's kind of sad i know so, like, i do a, worry about his like head i hope he doesn't have any like yeah one of the, the loth cats in a previous episode like growled at him and uh he got scared and he made like a little noise and, yeah like, people hated that loth cat. <laughs> there was also another thing where uh bill burr's character in the last episode, episode six, yes. when he was holding him and then dropped him, everyone immediately like, was hating like, on him. Hates that character <laughs> now because Baby Yoda came into harm. Let's talk yeah. about Baby Yoda real quick. Uh, he's he's taken the nation by yeah, storm. Definitely. Everybody is in love with this thing. Um, no toys for Christmas though. Kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. That is kind of so weird. I we'll think they'd be marketing the, him as much we'll as they could. see what happens in this episode. Maybe yeah. something's going to happen. So. Well, there's no way they're killing him off. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like their bread and butter. I feel like I we're going to get a lot of answers in this final episode of the season, though. I hope Not so. As many as think, I think but... John Favreau has said that they're going to get way more into, like, Jedi and stuff in the next season. Which and I, talk I would I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah. This will probably be... I You know, one thing... I One criticism of The Mandalorian is I do kind of wish their episodes were a little longer. I mean, I don't mind the shortness of the episodes. It's just if you're going to release them weekly, like, I need a little more meat sometimes. This yeah. one had a lot in it, but there's been previous episodes that leave me a little, like... I'm, I mean, there was an episode that was, like, 25 minutes. I'm looking forward to kind of just taking all the episodes of the season and put... Or the entire show in general. Yeah. Putting them all together putting and kind of together. watching it as a movie. That would be kind of... That would be nice. I feel like it's a very in-depth movie. Yeah, that's more how, like, a Netflix show is normally, is they release them all at once. Obviously, that's what they had done with... Uh, I think that's what Netflix did with the Clone Wars show. Yeah. Released it all at yeah. once. But this, obviously, Disney's trying to maintain streamers. Like, they want people to stay on Disney Plus and not pay, watch the entire thing. And then. Oh, yeah. They don't want people to use their seven day free trials to exactly. watch the entire Mandalorian right. series in one day. Which I understand, but it would have been nice. <laughs> but, and it does help reviews. Like, you can review it. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm not even I'm not even too mad about the wait. Like, it, it gives you something to look forward to on every Friday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like waking up and be able to watch the show, or if you want, waking up at 3 a.m. and watching it, which yeah, some I, people do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, overall, it's really good. I'm excited to. Uh, my, here's my if if I have a big prediction about this episode, I feel like we might see him take his helmet off. I think definitely at some point. Because uh, or I feel like that might, it could just not happen. Maybe not. No, no, I feel no. Like that, I think it'll definitely come off over the course well, of the show. Well, he said he's taken it off off screen before. Well, yeah. Not in front of anybody. Well, we've seen him take it off. Like, yeah, for example, he like, took it off to eat that one time. Yeah, us, as like the viewers, we might get to see him without his helmet on, but not necessarily with oh, the yeah. person on screen. I'm sure they're going to eventually. I mean, you have this character and this actor who is so famous and like a great You kind of have to show his face at some point. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, or and, not. We'll see. I don't know. I think that if you, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I don't kind know. of, it's just a, kind of about the Mandalorians, their pride and their kind of yeah. their race of warriors, and you can't put the helmet back on if someone sees you with it. Uh, off. Well, I don't know if it's that or if you can like atone for it in some way. Because if you remember that scene, he's asked by uh, the woman who's making his armor. She says something like, 
oh, has anyone seen you without it? And he says, no, whatever. So I'm not sure what he, the process he, he is. He said in another episode that okay. uh, you can't he, put it back on. That, it's like, why do you keep that helmet on? It's like, because uh, no one, you can't put it back on if someone sees you without it on. Yeah, he it's certainly like, it's about, like, he definitely uh, really respects the old ways yeah, it's about of the Mandalorian like, uh, uh, yeah. tradition. Yeah, the uh, the Mandalorian, race. which is really cool. I like seeing it. Yeah, and although he's a little less ruthless sometimes than some of the Mandalorians. He's we've definitely seen. he's definitely a good guy. Like, yeah, th- and I think that's what they're going for. That he's like kind of like he doesn't really kill anyone in cold blood. It seems. Yes, it's always protecting Baby Yoda, protecting someone else that yeah. he cares about, or uh, just he gets he doesn't like him. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, anyway, I mean, we I certainly give that episode probably. A very high rating, I would yeah, say. That it's was probably one of the my much best. Better I think episode seven, which we just got, was probably the best of the season. Yeah, some of the beginning, some of the couple first episodes, I wasn't like insanely crazy about. I really liked them still. I, I like the whole series in general, but I really started getting into it these last couple episodes. I think that episode three and seven are probably my favorites, and both of which were directed by Deborah Chow, who's going to be giving us the uh, Obi Wan spinoff series. Which really excites me because that means it'll probably be well directed and well written. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think the I think the last two episodes for me were my favorite. The uh, the heist, yeah, kind of, like the jailbreak episode. I did like the heist, yeah. Um, and then this one. And I think that seven and eight, these two episodes are like being completely written by uh, John Favreau. He took a break from like one or two of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. These ones are being written by him. Tequititi, of course, will be directing the next one. I think the big story-driven ones are going to be... John Favreau is going to be involved with those. I think so, too. I think Dave Filoni has written a couple of the, like, more one-offs, which is fine because, I mean, he writes... He's he's actually good at doing one-offs. He is good at doing one-offs, I think. You know, it's like a fun little side-like mission, usually, and I'm usually fine with that. Yeah. Same same thing with Cole. Wasn't obsessed with the scene with uh, episode five when they were on Tatooine, but I was okay with it. I mean, yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. it 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 was just... Yeah, uh, another Tatooine episode. It was very... People are just uh, sick of Tatooine at this point. <laughs> kind of. And also, it has to be the exact same city, like, every yeah, single time. It, it, yeah. And it was good, though, in the sense that, like, it showed you things we hadn't seen in a while, and also it showed... It did reveal things, like, we may have seen Boba Fett, possibly. Yeah, that might be... I think I think definitely after after the season's concluded, we'll have to do another review of all Yeah, of sort of like general, review our kind of favorites. The whole season together. I think that... He definitely makes these episodes more like the Clone Wars show. Yeah, um, and, and I think I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine I, I with mean, it too. I grew up watching the uh, the Clone Wars show. Uh, Clone Wars was a it was a pretty good show. It's a really good show. I mean, the first couple seasons I know people aren't crazy about, but uh, I think the last yeah. few seasons definitely just. I like the first couple of seasons to be honest, and I don't. Yeah, you re- you watch them. Recently. Yeah, I'm like I'm literally watching them now. I'm up to almost season six, so I'm almost done. But. Yeah. Yeah, the first couple seasons are good. There's a couple episodes that are a little annoying, like the Jar Jar based episodes. And that's what kind of reminds me of these last couple of Mandalorian episodes, yeah. like the, some of the filler ones. But yeah. honestly, it, it's you, you, you kind of have to have them. They can't all be like... They fun. can't all be classics. Yes. <laughs> anyway, well, that's our review of The Mandalorian. We obviously give it a really high praise. Yes. So thank you, Chris, for stopping by Anytime. once again. Yes, of course. Yeah, to do The Mandalorian. We will be covering, hopefully, all things Star Wars and even some more movies in the future, other realms, maybe even like Marvel and uh, various other things. Some Marvel stuff too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you for coming. We'll hopefully see you next Thanks time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Nerd Podcast. If you like the show, please follow me on Instagram at Patrick underscore Breen. 
for updates, giveaways, or just because you want to. The podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast, and covers a wide range of topics each week. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you will tune in next time. Thanks.